a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast from KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with Debbie Monterey, bringing you the news you need for this Tuesday, March 7th. Voters in St. Louis City start paring down the Board of Aldermen, an update on a violent assault in the Central West End. Plus, why are other cities getting money for airports but not St. Louis? Jefferson City gets closer to taking control of local police. The Missouri House passed the bill Monday to take local control of the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department and hand it to a state commission. Representative Kevin Windham responded to those saying the experiment of local control needed to end. What the experiment is, is doing something different in one part of the state than you're doing in the rest of the state. And that's what you're doing yet again to the city of St. Louis from Jefferson City a couple hours away. And that's a shame. The bill next heads to the Senate. Should it become law, the governor would appoint four city residents to a five-member commission along with the mayor. Sean Michael Lyle, KMOX News. Inform your decision. Election News. An election like no other before in the city of St. Louis, voters today will begin the process of cutting the board of aldermen in half from 28 members down to 14. Election director Gary Stoff says some races feature brand name candidates facing a challenge from newcomers. In some wards, you do have that dynamic where you have an aldermanic person who maybe is considered the old guard versus somebody who's maybe a more recent uh, involvement in our politics. Some wards have four or five people running. The top two vote-getters in each ward will go on to face each other in the April election. 20% of registered voters are expected to show up. Fire broke out in the 5,000 block of Page overnight. St. Louis Fire Department says a three-story brick house was showing fire from the third floor and roof when they first arrived. After a search, they found no one inside. Everyone made it out okay. The cause of the fire is under investigation, but a resident told firefighters that renovators had just completed work on the roof hours before the fire. The death of a fire department dog is drawing new attention to the secret life of a once grand department store building downtown. This is Kevin Colleen outside the old famous bar building on Olive where Balco, the cadaver-sniffing dog, leaped to his death, bounding through what they believe he thought was a doorway. It was an open fifth floor window. He had been in the building with police looking for a body on a tip that there was a murder. None was found, but we're hearing this building has a chronic problem with homeless squatters, and it would take hours to go from the top, the 21st floor, all the way to the bottom and make sure the building is truly unoccupied. The 70-year-old woman attacked at the Central West End Straubs is out of the hospital. Her sister tells KMOX she suffered a concussion and neck injury in that attack. He body slammed her, kicked her, stomped her, put his foot or his knee in her neck, uh, took her head and hit her head against the rail or the concrete. I mean, my sister is fragile. This man is 328 pounds. An ex-convict on parole for murder here in the 1990s. He was arrested last week and charged with third-degree assault. An attorney for the victim, Scott Sherman, is urging Circuit Attorney Gardner's office to increase the charge to first-degree assault. As we reported yesterday, the juvenile court and St. Louis police now have a memorandum of understanding regarding procedures when police take juveniles into custody. 
But as KMOX's Maria Kina reports, there still appears to be ambiguity when it comes to guns. And that's because when police bring juveniles in, the court must follow a point system, and that determines what course of action should be followed. Executive Director for St. Louis's Criminal Justice Coordinating Council, Nicole Barton, says when the point system was set up, guns were not in the equation. So there's a lot of conversation going on now about you know taking a look at this point system and even possibly going back to legislators and talking about maybe there needs to be some revision done. But it does tie the hands of the court because they do have to follow the point system. Barton says unless a youth was committing a crime, there's nothing that can be done if they are carrying a firearm. Now, if a juvenile is arrested for a serious felony, they are brought in person to juvenile court, and the court still has the ultimate decision of detaining the teen. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. KMOX business desk, airports are getting money, but Lambert's not on the list. It's all about timing. St. Louis is still putting together its long-term layout plan for the airport, which is part of the regular order of getting federal funds. The plans for St. Louis come as planes are landing in Kansas City and pulling up to their new terminal. CBS News travel editor Peter Greenberg says he'll check it out. We always love Kansas City. You know why? It's always empty because they don't have enough originating traffic. Even airlines that tried to hub there didn't do well. So if they've opened up a brand new Kansas City airport, I'd fly there in a heartbeat because it is, by definition, uncrowded. Greenberg says sounds good of consolidating Lambert's four concourses into one with one terminal at the front. If you've got the geographic footprint, you actually have the floor space to play with the terminals and expand it in a reasonable and commonsensical way. Why wouldn't you? The feds just announced $1 billion of bipartisan infrastructure money going to airport terminals, but the bill allocates a total of five. Michael Calhoun, KMOX News. An iconic downtown West building that was revamped into a hotel just last year is now in receivership. The Business Journal reports the dual-branded Home 2 Suites and True by Hilton was sued over debt. The former Shell building on Locust Street was handed over to debt holders in late February. A softer-than-expected convention and baseball hotel demand is being blamed. A St. Louis County man is sentenced to 16 years in prison for the 2019 shooting death of a teenager in the parking lot of the Budget Inn on Dunn Road. 27-year-old Ivan Henley pleaded guilty Monday to second-degree murder in the shooting of 19-year-old Kelvin Phillips in a gun purchase that turned violent. The murder happened just six months after the victim's older brother, Kelvin Phillips Jr., was shot to death. The brothers had been basketball standouts together at Hazelwood East. A man who admitted to killing five women pleaded guilty in St. Charles yesterday and was sentenced to life without parole. 74-year-old Gary Muhlberg admitted to strangling 21-year-old Sandy Little in 1990. He's expected to enter guilty pleas to the killings of three more women around the same time in the coming weeks. The identity of a fifth woman he says he killed remains unidentified. Missouri is withdrawing from a multi-state effort to assure voter registrations are valid after the system was criticized by conservatives. The Electronic Registration Information Center cross-references voter rolls to detect fraud. ERIC, as it's known, has faced concerns about its funding and purpose, mainly from those who question the 2020 presidential election. Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft said ERIC administrators are unwilling to make changes to address concerns, so Missouri is backing out. The Illinois House and Senate both considering bills to outlaw so-called sweepstakes machines. State Gaming Administrator Marcus Fruchter says the machines aren't regulated and offer no protections for customers. 
they will issue a ticket or some kind of prize for free internet time or free phone time, which is rarely ever used. Uh, but in a sense, they are gambling devices. You play them just like a slot machine. Fruchter also notes they pay no taxes like video gaming terminals do. A previous effort to outlaw sweepstakes machines came up short. Getting the latest medical research findings quickly into the hands of those who need it most, the patients, is the goal of a new initiative about to get underway at Mercy. The Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute chose Mercy and 41 other health systems nationwide to pioneer projects that will more quickly move research results into clinical care so patients will benefit sooner. So it ensures that they get on that right treatment to prevent something down the road. Dr. John Mohart is Mercy Community's president, leading operations across all Mercy facilities. This work will start this summer, and we hope to have impact um, you know, as soon as the, this fall where we're able to implement some of these programs. Dr. Mohart says Mercy was chosen to take part in this initiative because it has shown that it can implement evidence-based practice at scale. Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. I'm Megan Lynch. St. Louis All Local is produced by the KMOX News team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.